this song. When do I have to cut it off? I bet I have to cut it off now. What's up, everybody? I love that song, especially when it gets to the good stuff, and you know what I'm talking about. What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and you know what? There's a lot of people that are new to the show, so and people are like, what the heck is Gratitude Unfiltered? What the heck is this show? So I'm going to tell you what Gratitude Unfiltered is, but first things first, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Facebook, YouTube, love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for being here. But I'm going to read you real quick what Gratitude Unfiltered is all about. Joshua T. Berglund's Gratitude Filtered is a faith-based talk show that blurs the lines of business and personal development. The host, Joshua T. Berglund, is the CEO of Live Mono Worldwide, where he is an entrusted luminary to a select group of prominent clients. Joshua is known as the world's mayor because of his passion for helping people win in life and in business and because of his unique gift of creating powerful connections between businesses and people. Joshua is a follower of Christ and is a believer in accepting and loving all people, regardless of beliefs, race, socioeconomics, or sexual preferences. Gratitude Unfiltered is Joshua's ministry, where he focuses on faith, personal and business development, mental health issues, and finding gratitude in life's biggest challenges. I, I've learned a lot, and I and I want to start the show by expressing gratitude. A lot of you guys know who I'm about to talk about, but every once in a while, you know, you meet somebody in your life that just shakes things up, and 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 just it, it's almost like they breathe life into you. And I don't know how, but I've been so blessed to have a an amazing mentor. And, and teacher and coach and and really a brother in Jason Cisneros and um, I just just an amazing like I've learned so much and to be able to represent his company and have his company one one of his companies Anton J support this show um, it, it means a lot and 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 having the blessing to see what Anton J has done for other businesses that were just self-destructing and dying and to watch them come in and rescue them. It's, it's a tremendous blessing. It, it was so cool to watch and be a part of and getting to recommend business to the, or, you know, to, to send business to them and watch them do their thing is an absolute blessing. But those, those private one-on-one -on -one calls that we have and zoom calls where I've just been so blessed to learn. I'm, I'm so grateful for, and just really, really, Today, my gratitude is to Jason Cisneros. I've, 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 I've had him be my gratitude before, but today I'm grateful for him again. Um, also grateful for all of you for watching and supporting the show. It means a lot. Uh, I'm really, really excited about our guest. I want to read something. I, I shared a quote today that I want to read. Um, and and again, I don't want to scare off people that are you know have different belief systems, but this was powerful because I think any of us can relate to this. If we desire our faith to be strengthened, we should not shrink from opportunities where our faith may be tried, and therefore, through trial, be strengthened. George Mueller. How do you react when life crashes in on you? What are your default responses, the things you run for in comfort, relief, or escape? Poof, I know what mine are. 
Trying to avoid a situation only makes matters worse. We end up getting more frustrated because nothing changes. We may even feel guilty for not being strong enough to deal with whatever thorn has gotten under our skin. Ultimately, we run even further away from only one who can truly help us. Until we're willing to have that honest conversation with God, we will never know peace. But how? I cannot pronounce his name, but Habakkuk, I think it is, helps guide us through the valley with three specific actions. First, he questioned the imperative injustice of God. Then he decided to stop and listen to God. Next, he took notes. Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. Why would God want him to do that? Basically, he told Habakkuk, write it down so that when I prove myself just and true, everyone can remember that I am a God of my word. When God says something to you, record it, because your spiritual enemy is an expert at stealing the seeds of truth that God wants to plant. Maybe you're thinking, come on, I get what you're saying, but I'm not much of a writer. It's a great idea, but do you really expect me to get on my phone, tablet, or even crazier, take out a pen and piece of paper and write it down or write down what I think God's saying to me? Absolutely. The very act of putting words on the page or screen produces a testimony, seals a memory, and helps hold you accountable. Record his message to you. Come up with a plan for how you regularly take note of your conversations with God, then start today. And again, I'm not trying to get preachy with anybody, but I, 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 want, I write a lot. Part of my quiet time and part of my daily ritual is writing out my prayers. I do it because if I just try to pray, like talking out loud, I'll go, hey, what's on Facebook? And then I completely lose traction of what I was doing. I lose that momentum. Today, I wrote down something about visions because I get visions. I wrote something out today, and I swear to you, I'm not telling this is going to happen to you in your life, but I wrote out my prayer, and I wrote out the vision that I keep thinking God is putting in my brain. I wrote it out today, and I swear to you, I spent two and a half hours on the phone with a perfect stranger that very well may be opening the door to all of those things. How that happened, I don't know. But with that said, let's bring our guest, Mr. Davey E. Williams on the show. How you doing, man? Good, brother. How are you? I'm 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 tripping today, man. I'm tripping. <laughs> I, uh, I'm in a really. I you know you're part of Misfit Nation too, and it's yeah. something I wear with pride. And like I'm, and I like being a misfit. And I also like being a believer and a misfit because it makes it even more fun. Because it's. <laughs> Like, I honestly just do what I feel led to do, and there's something very freeing about that. And so sometimes I do things that I'm going, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. And other times it's, okay, yeah, I'll do it. This doesn't make sense, but I'll do it. But I like it, and I like <laughs> the attitude and edge I'm, I get to have by just going, this is what I feel led to do, and I'm going to do it and being completely unapologetic about it. And regardless of what it was, and I just, I love that. And I love that I'm in this place and I'm going through this new season in my life where I'm stopped trying to do things my way. I'm just doing what I feel led to do. And, it, and it's making my life a lot easier to manage because I'm somebody that when I start tinkering around with things, 
I screw it up completely. What about you? Are you the same way? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, um, no, dude. I listen. It's unfiltered, right? Yeah. Um, you, I'm, listen. You I'm can say, say anything you want on the show. Oh Lord! All right, we're gonna try to keep our behavior to a to a level of extreme that's still okay. Um, yeah, you know, you know, bro. It's it's one of those. The interesting thing to me about being part of like the Misfit Nation with with Jason um, and shout out to to Jason and Anton J. Shout out to to our brother there, um, which I, he's why how we met. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing to me about about the Misfit Nation is the extreme personalities that everybody has, and everybody is so interesting. And everybody is so unique. Oh no! And it is rare. Okay, now I can hear you. Okay, I cool. lost you for a second. Oh, technology. Um, but the way that everybody can come together, being such unique and strong personalities, um, and support one another, it is um, it is something fascinating to me, and it's something I love to be a part of, and. It's it's just it's such a special part of my life, bro. And and you're such a special part of my life. And to see what's happening with you and all of the amazing things that the universe is opening, thankfully for to you, man. It it's just awesome. It's awesome. I I appreciate it. It's been a um look, I'm I'm no I'm not anywhere that I want to be, like anywhere that I have envisioned that I would be. I'm not even close to, but I have to say that looking back at it, man, if my life ended today, I, I've been so blessed, you know, I mean, and like, yes, I've been homeless. Yes. I've been in jail six times. Yes. 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 It's like go down the list of like travesties, but then I get to live in San Diego and, and, and at very worst, I could end up in Vegas or Africa or God knows where. But none of it matters. Like, I've gotten to live in L.A., I've lived in South Florida, I've lived in Hawaii. Like, I, I look at all those experiences, and I think the people I've met along the way, I got to say, experience-wise, I've had it. It's, I've, it's been it's such a blessing. And that's why gratitude, like, is so important because it's easy to find gratitude when everything's going great. But what about those times in your life, like being in jail for five days? Like, you know, struggling with, you know, mental health issues or divorce or losing your kids or like in looking at those moments to go, this is what I learned from it. And I'm so grateful I did. Like, give me like, I don't know a whole lot about you. I just you're somebody I adore, but I don't know your whole back history. What, tell me about a time in your life that like for you, that while you're going through it, it's the worst thing ever. Like, this is just but yeah. you can look uh, at it today and go, man, I am so grateful that happened. Absolutely. So uh, to keep the, the story short, um, years ago, um, I spent my career, as it says in my bio, in management positions. And there was a part of my career where I was working in the travel industry and I developed this thing called the seashore, C-S-U-R-E, based right. around the simplicity of the seashore on the East coast, you know, where I was, a, I'm a big beach bum, you know, you know me, man, beach analogies, waves, surfing, boogie boarding, the whole simplistic lifestyle. So I came up with this platform for businesses to simplify 
their sales approach, but to bridge the gap between management and employees and the communication. And then there was a part of my life where my wife and I decided to move sight unseen to Atlanta, Georgia. And things freaking crumbled. Now, when I say crumbled, I want everybody to understand what this visually looked like to me at the time. Um, Like a tsunami that was 5,000 feet tall, coming at mock speed that Superman couldn't keep up with. And everything that I knew and loved was about to be barreled and ended. And that's exactly what happened. And there I stand in the street in a moment watching our, we lost our house. We lost the car. We lost our possessions, dog, like dude, just every lost everything. And I had this bright idea, like who wouldn't have this bright idea when this breakdown is happening. I I really need to go out on my own. Um, Apparently working in business is not the best idea for me. And (laughs) I had this moment where literally I'm looking up, dude, and I, I see the shoreline. I'm, I'm at my beach here. I'm at the seashore. And the most important sea in my concept is compassion. At that moment, my business platform that I designed to help people in business became a lifestyle platform that I then started to utilize as my coaching and speaking platform. And am I glad that it happened No, but am I grateful? Yes, because that moment, it changed my entire life on my marriage. And since that moment, those first couple of years, again, bright idea to go out on my own, no job. We were relying on my wife's income and she supported me. But those first couple of years were were really bad, were really bad. And things were going well. And then we were up in Pennsylvania. We were living in Pennsylvania. And I remember, again, I was feeling like this moment where my business is phenomenal. But my wife and I really weren't sure if we wanted to stay in Pennsylvania where I had grown up or do we want to go back to Florida? What do we want to do? And I had met this guy and known him for a little while named Chris Salem. And I had one conversation with Chris Salem, and and I even said today on one of Michelle Seiler Tucker's posts, I have two epiphanies in my entrepreneurial journey. Most people have one. I have two because I achieved results from the time my life fell apart to the time I met Chris Salem and things were great. My only thing was I didn't really know where we wanted to live. And Chris Salem changed my life completely. And I realized at that moment, there was something powerful about my own concept that I didn't grip. And we got to go after one wave at a time. But the reality is, I was never focused on the wave. I was focused on the fact that there was a wide open ocean of opportunity. And the waves were part of my process. And brother, let me tell you, that moment where when my life was falling apart, that tsunami was coming. That moment with Chris, the water dropped. Wow. Waves just started flowing and everything in my life changed forever. So where'd you end up going? 
we ended up coming back down to, to Florida, but we're in the, we're in the middle of the state, um, which was done with intent because I love the beach and my wife loves the middle of, of nowhere, the Poconos, where your neighbors are black bears and Bambi and her family. So I literally, bro, I Googled, right? Google middle of nowhere, Florida. And up comes this city, Sebring, like Chrysler Sebring. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a middle of the state that was like people. Because <laughs> we were in South Florida, right? And like, I, I know about Tampa and Clear. Like, I know everything about the coast. And I know Orlando, but oh, there, there's a middle of the state where there's humans. Cool. And I did some research. And my wife and I, for years, have been talking about doing like the RV lifestyle because I lost a tiny home battle. But I'm like, let's do the RV thing, man, because we could travel. We could do whatever we want. Like, let's just let's just do it. You're a maniac. I love we, it. We found we found this beautiful RV resort down here and we decided, you know, let, let's not jump in and buy it right away. But it's ours. We, we, we will. Um, so Sebring, Florida is where we ended up. Here's the best part about this. Brian has that Pocono feeling without the snow. So we're both. <laughs> happy with that um she's tan again so we're both happy about that we're closer to her parents her sisters in tampa but davy oh davy davy's less than two hours from every beach he wants. and in between if he wants to go visit the mice in orlando he can go hang out with mickey and minnie in less than two hours brilliant idea right and bro i gotta tell you i was nervous I, I've told my wife, I haven't really told a lot of people, but I was really nervous about how she and I would adjust to an RV lifestyle. Greatest decision I've ever made in terms of where we live. Greatest choice ever. We love it. The people here love us. The community gives me entertainment for Facebook Lives. And <laughs> it really emulates what both myself and Chris, too, um, are all about, which is simplicity. Right. We do very well, but live outside of our means. Right. And, and we're very simple and we're humble about where we've come from. And my wife's happy. I'm happy. In turn, a lot of other people are happy, it turns out. Um, and it's like when I'm happy, I'm funny. And apparently people think I'm funny. Um, so that's great. Um, and I help people. That's cool, too. So I get to do that from a place I never even knew existed. Oh, sweet See, baby. This is hilarious. So your wife loves, your wife's totally into this RV lifestyle too? Yeah, now, now she'll say she's like 90% of the way there, but I'm going to go ahead and say she's more like 100 um, because I'm 110, right? So we are at 200% equally. It's, um, you know, balance the math out, you know, accordingly. But no, man, she, she's really happy and she'll kill me for telling the story. But this is really funny, actually. This is like the magic of this awesome lifestyle. So this, a lot of the RVs here, people have paid a lot of money and they, they've made them into like, you know, home bases, right? Like, so ours, well, we can't move it. So I can't take her anywhere in this thing, but I can get another one, right? Because good thinking, Davey. So our <laughs> toilet... We had the old school like septic thing where like two tanks under the unit and there was a step pedal to flush. But that was not okay for King and Queen Davy Williams. 
No. <laughs> so they gave us a real toilet and we have real plumbing. And anybody that watches my Facebook lives remembers when I was walking around because we were getting the throne put in. Uh, the only complaint that I have is it didn't come with a crown. Um, but yeah, man, when somebody gives you a throne, it humbles you. It really humbles you. Um, and it's beautiful. It's white. It's bright. I love it. So she loves that too. She actually just walked by. She's really not feeling well, but she just walked by and was laughing. So yeah. And to this day, I still try to step on the, I still try to step the flush. Who does that? Davey does. I've never had someone talk in third person so much on this show, and I love it. I, I may start doing this now. Really, really quick. Hold on. Rianne, good to see you. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining. Sandy. Rianne? What's Ray up? Ann. How you doing? Rianne, good to see you. I, I, love, I love everybody that's on here and everybody on iHeartRadio, on Armed Radio. Tune in and Stitcher. Thank you guys so much for joining. We are with Davey E. Williams. The Mr. Third Person himself. I just I need a new nickname. Perfect. You know what? It's fine. So let me ask you something. Like, how often do you? Because I, I like, I love randomness, and I love like new adventures. And I, I was on the phone with somebody today. Amazing phone call. I don't want to talk about it yet, but. Like I was, I, the whole idea, I was telling her, like, I can go to Omaha, Nebraska and get excited. Like, I just love seeing different people. I love everybody in my neighborhood and my community here. Yeah. But like the thrill of being able to just pick up and go all the time sounds amazing. And just knowing that you have a place to like call home, but I would live out of a suitcase forever. Like how often do you guys just take off and go some, somewhere? It depends, bro. You know, right now um, it's a tough time because I'm super busy outside of just the coaching and speaking with the Takeover Tribe and what Chris and I do um, with our new nonprofit. So we've we've had the opportunity to go see her mom and dad. Opportunity to go see. The great thing is, like Brian's job is like a nine to five, mm -hmm. and my goal, my my affirmation is to at least give her the opportunity to. Really, if she just wants to kick sand and, and quit one day, do it. Like, no problem. But I've gone to a couple different beaches um, when Brian's working. But, bro, we could literally wake up tomorrow morning and be like, all right, I want to go to Coco. And we're both up at, like, 6 by 6 in the morning. So, like, we'll be there by 8. It's as if, like, it never took us any time whatsoever. And we can spend an entire day but then come home and right. sleep in our own bed and to have that where we're located dude is it's awesome and when life eventually slows down for this one here um we're going to just be picking up and going to different clear water one day naples another the lake down the road where i do my lives from right. it's whatever it's awesome to have that freedom but i work people don't understand because of my personality like that like my wife and I worked for that that freedom. So, yeah, I can do it whenever. I can do it right now. You know what? Later, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> why, why would you have to quit the show? It, 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 it goes true. with you. 
right? So hello. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I love you, dude. Um, let me ask you something. So you were talking about your nonprofit. Tell, t- tell everybody about your nonprofit. I love, I love like anyone that has the courage to start a nonprofit because it's not easy. Uh, yeah. on top of your other existing business, like t- t- I, I respect that so much and I don't even know what it is. Like, tell me about your nonprofit. Yeah. So I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, as I start this story. So our nonprofit is Empowered Fathers in Action. Um, My partner, Chris Salem, is co-founder number one and the CEO. The other co-founder and our president is Joe Cohen. So what ended up happening last time on Chris's Sustainable Success Show, he interviewed Joe, Right Father, Right Son, where the whole book, bro, is literally letters um, from his son in his, you know, like teenage to to mid-20s. And it's just Joe and Jared writing these letters back and forth and Joe kind of putting this really cool perspective on, on the the letters and what they represent. And Chris was fascinated with his story because they had some similarities with their fatherhood and they're both wonderful fathers now. And they decided like Chris and I had talked about a nonprofit. So he and Joe came up with this empowered fathers in action and Chris threw it at me and he's like, what do you think? And I said, dude, I, I think it's a movement. And there was my sole contribution for the time was, was really helping Chris with the movement aspect. So it became EFA movement and what we do, uh, this is really cool, bro. I, I love how this is all structured. Um, we have a wonderful board. We have amazing advisors. Um, Joe, is a brainiac. Joe is a super wise man and he provides all of the content. So a lot of the stuff that I share is Joe's mind. Um, he's putting the curriculum together for like schools and organizations like SEL type stuff. Um, he's helping with like the business proposals and that kind of stuff and the grant writing. So Joe is like behind the scenes. He's like an engine here. Um, Chris, well, everybody knows Chris. Chris is out there spreading the message talking to organizations communities just like i am and i have the best role dude i have like the easiest role ever and they go this is what our message is make it yours and and do something with it so chris always calls me the master of the message but chris salem is the mess the the master of the movement and we're going after the epidemic of father son bonding like there there is none right now young men not having role models um like all the science-based research and moms and daughters as well but we can make an impact on the bullying on the school shootings and if we can affect like the homes and in the families in such a sustainable and powerful way that'll go out to the communities to the corporations and agencies and then you know the movement spreads and so that's what we're doing. And Chris is doing a lot of like the workshop material and what Chris and I are our coaching, our solution based process stuff that we're using to keep everything aligned and to educate people and to teach how to sustain what we're showing. I, so this, this hits home for me. Um, and, and I want to say this because one, like I didn't have a role model and my father was not my role model. 
Like I, I, I watched some bad things happen. I don't want to say anything. And I'm able now to look at my father through different eyes than I was. But growing up, I hated him. I hated him even after, like, at his funeral, I hated him. Um, and I'm so thankful to have been able to get rid of that now and not and not be in that place with him and look at him with gratitude and appreciation. appreciation. I, I wouldn't yeah. be here. I wouldn't have the sense of adventure. I would have never had the dream to do radio. I mean, I can go on and on and on. But I was terrified of men up until about six months ago. Six months ago. I'm 39 years old. Like I did not, I was not able to look at another man in the eye and, and, and with any type of respect, it was always fear or I would like be in another place like when I was around. And it was because of the things that happened as a child. And then, so, and I, and I think about all of the years and I think about my message and my purpose and like what I want to do. And it really is essentially going back to mentoring. Because if you can get to those kids, especially boys that are, you know, we're, you know, and, and I know women are leaders too, but you right. know the stigma with men. When you can get to boys that don't have a father, what you're doing and by by breathing life into them and giving them hope, like you guys are doing what your nonprofit's doing, you're breaking the cycle of abuse. You're breaking the cycle of addiction. You're breaking the cycle of cheating asshole fathers and, 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 and fathers that are, you know, whatever. You can go, you know what I'm saying, by getting to them yeah. and showing them, no, no, it's not okay to abandon your family. It's not yeah. okay to be a cheater. It's not okay to be an abuser. You're, and then even in, in helping heal them at that age, man, it can, it can the wonders it can do. So I, I love what you're doing, man. Like, I love what you're doing. Thanks, bro. I mean, I, I got to tell you, man, this for me, it's like, and I've told Chris and, and Joe this, you know, I look at this like three men and a baby um, because EFA really is like, you know, I look at EFA like a child. Um, but what's fascinating to me is, you know, what Chris does and how Chris helps people master resolving the root cause and, and learning where that problem is to, to no longer operate from there right. and operate from within a solution and maintain that to be able to bring that to fathers to sons to other people um it's amazing like it is absolutely flabbergastingly amazing to me the way that we're able to integrate that and while i focused on the father i i'm blessed i had a great dad i still have a great dad i had a great relationship with my dad and my mom all of my BS was self-inflicted. I call that sin, self-inflicted <laughs> nonsense. I did it to myself, right? But as I have a, I, I'm the oldest and shortest of four boys. I coach. I, I have a such a different. I have amazing aunts and uncles and grandparents. So it's not just like you know we're, we we understand grandparents help with the kids and aunts and uncles and I also understand and want to make sure that the 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 kids understand something too. Um, we can get all the adults to do amazing things and like go team kid, but team kid has to do something as well. They have to understand that they are part of the solution. And that's something that I'm focused on empowering in the younger generations is 
there's no bar. Right. There's your self value. And, and this is how we're going to do this. And we're going to make it fun, but they need to understand because that's what I understand to make it work. And you get it, bro. And I'm glad that you had that opportunity with your dad. There's Chris had that opportunity as well. There's, there's a powerful thing when the sons realize their own potential and you're an example of that. Chris is an example of that. You know, Joe is, is an example, is a shining example of that, you know, and I love what we're doing and I love how we're going about doing it. And I'm really proud of these guys. I'm proud of what we stand for. I'm proud of what we represent. I'm proud of the people that we're like aligning ourselves with. Um, It's just awesome. And we have such an appreciation for like Lauren and what he's doing with power. If we symposium, yep, that is so needed. Happening up there is so ridiculous and unnecessary that I just, I, I commend him for having the balls that other people don't to really go at this full throttle with such a force and to have the people involved with it that he is. And to know that so much of the misfit nation is, is a driving force with that is so we understand and respect other same thing with cat, bro. I've learned a lot from cat Dawn. Um, She's amazing we appreciate what she is doing and, and they, she's been great. So is Jay with, with us too. You know, it's, we all have to be part of the solution together. And that's something else we're really trying to have. You know, it's not, you can't rely on teachers. You can't rely on government, you know, parents. There's no co relationship. It needs to be an interdependent, not codependent. And that's what we're bringing to the table. Awareness to solutions. Everybody knows that this is a problem. Everybody yeah. knows it's a problem. Yeah. But a very few, like people like you and I and people in our tribe and people like my partner, Chris and Joe, doing this stuff with Rob House, Glenn Garns, like amazing people. Um, it, Dude, it, it's, it's so fulfilling to me to know that we're out there and going at it like full steam ahead. Love it. it. And and I and I I love the fact that you shouted out Cat and 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 Lauren with the power of we, they um, absolutely because it, it it just goes to show you that like any of you out there that are listening, um, that have nonprofits, it's okay to collaborate with other nonprofits. Like it's in fact it it, it may save your butt because yeah. you can learn and 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 there's enough business. There's enough. There's enough Donors, there's enough because you know every organization's different, and yep. and a lot of them get lost because of their lack of willingness to collaborate and to share ideas. It's okay. Like, yep. what do you like? Jason has that Facebook group where it's allowing all the different nonprofits yeah. to communicate. Some of those some nonprofits will never be to, never. No one would ever find them if it wasn't for groups like that. Yep. Think of it as a think tank. There's how many consultants do I? I know more consultant. Like everyone I know is a freaking consultant and a coach. Like, <laughs> and some people are both. Um, and that's beautiful. But guess what? It's okay if your best friend is a coach <laughs> and, a, and a consultant too, because you may have different right. skill sets. Or 
what's wrong sometimes with working together on a project, especially if it's going to Amen. provide the best outcome for the individual. Amen. Why not do that? So I love it, man. That's so cool of Thanks, you to shout man. out Power of We and uh, A New Dawn. Like just, I adore both of them. I adore both of them. They're family, man. You guys are all family. I look at you all as family. I mean, they're family, bro. They're family. Yeah, straight up. So what's go? What, so what else is going on with you? And by the and before, I want you to plug. Um, you know, put the link for your nonprofit in the comments before. Uh, bef uh, you know, after after we're done here. Yeah. But what's next? Like, what else are you working on? What what ins what's inspiring you right now outside of the nonprofit and your yeah. your coaching and speaking business? So the coaching and speaking is actually something that um, I'm really proud of what we're doing with that and the web is getting because that was inspired um, when I met Jason for the first time, like face to face. Um, it was at City Summit back in March out in L.A. Bro, I, you were there, I think, and we didn't meet. Were you there? I, I have. This is kind of funny. Don't make fun of me, but I, I'm really socially awkward. And like I compensate, I have ways to compensate with that. But I'm if I'm going on stage, I'm fine. But if it's walking into a room like that, I freak out. Like I hide in the back, and I <laughs> and it's really strange. But once I'm comfortable, then it's whatever. But for some right. reason, man, I still get it. I'm 39 now, and I can't. I still have social anxiety. It's 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 silly. But being behind a microphone or being on stage. Eh, it's like I'm supposed, supposed to be there, but yeah. socially, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. So at those events, I'm always hiding. <laughs> Just like that's, that's nice. like, um, anybody that was well, Rayanne is somebody that knows opposite. Um, I wanted to get in front of everybody, and I got to meet Jason. I met Rayanne, uh, Sunshine, Cheryl. So many of our tribe, um, Daniel Pewter, you know, I had to hug him just to see how wide. Dude, he's huge, bro. Like, he's uncomfortably big for a short little, little run. Um, I got very intimidated by his size. He smiled, and I realized he's just like a big I interviewed him, and he picked me up like a fireman's carry, like over his shoulder. It's the funniest picture ever. <laughs> I'm, I don't know who this guy is. I, he's just massive. And I come to find out he was a WWE star and fought in the UFC. Yeah. And I'm in a suit and I'm interviewing him. And after he's done, he's like, I'm picking you up. I'm like, what? And the next thing I know, I'm <laughs> over his shoulder. I'm like, what the heck? What's going on here? I love Daniel, man. I love Daniel. <laughs> he was awesome. But that was, huh? You ever see him out in Florida? No, we haven't gotten together yet, but we. We have been playing phone tag, bro. I'm not kidding for three months, three, three months now. And our schedule, like it, it's just, and now I'm busier than he is, I think. So I'm going to, and when I find out he's on a boat, I'm just going to get on one myself and figure out which one he's on out in the Atlantic. There's only so many spots you can go down in South Florida. So Pewter, you can't hide from me. I will find <laughs> you. And let's call it what it is, dude. He's like, he's hard to miss. Um, but I also, that was the first time that Chris Salem and I were with each other in person. And oh, wow. what happened, what happened there, this is great, man. Um, it was like, we 
we've known each other our whole lives, like that we've gone to breakfast with each other like every day for the last 20 years of our lives. We we just the bond was it was like it was there while we were at the event. I'm like, dude, how many people do you think are at this event right now um that are are gonna leave and they're not gonna have a, as to what to do with half the information that they're given, right? right. They're gonna be like, right. but they're not gonna know what to do with it. But they're the same ones that are going to go buy books, get nowhere. They're the ones that are going to spend money on fluffy marketing and coaching. And when we came back after that event, like literally I came back, I didn't go on Sunday. Chris went on Sunday, but I sent him a text on Sunday and I'm like, I have a really neat idea and you're going to think I'm nuts, but it's a good idea. I told him, I thought, you know, Hey, you know, the people that can't afford all that stuff, there's a ton of people that can't afford your individual coaching and you feel so bad turning them away. And he said, yeah, I said, yeah, me too, bro. So there's a lot of voids, but you know, it's really cool because all voids like to circle. So let's plug it. Let's put a concept together where you're coaching my coaching collaboratively not one-on-one one with two it's a lower price package for people but what we've transitioned that into and what we've turned that into and what we've been able to do and get people to really accept and embrace the process because our web simple everything that we're doing is simple because complicated is why people end up falling apart right absolutely Chris and i Keep things simple, but we you don't see Tony and Les on stage together, right? You don't see them doing, you know, that that and nothing against them, but more often than not, people in our industry, bro, you know, like we step on each other's toes. <laughs> Chris and I figured out a way, thanks to the universe giving it to us, where his concept and mine just do they they just perfectly aligned. And my simplicity and the analogies are able to take what he does and simplify it. So it's such a cool process. And one of the other things I got to give a shout out right now to Rayanne Gardner. Yeah. And her husband, Brian. Yeah. Because a lot of people well, in our tribe have, have gotten wind. Like they realized that I've been coaching Rayanne and Brian for a couple of months. We have a few weeks left actually right before Hosium is when we finished the leg of the journey with them and I coaching and what I have coming on the horizon is watching what Ryan and Brian are about to bring on the horizon. We are gearing Ryan. Oh yeah, bro. Ryan is going to be ready to be coaching people and taking clients by the time the power of we symposium comes up. By the time she's on your show, she's going to have an opportunity to not just share the struggles that she went through, not only how she solved them, but what she's doing with it. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. And Brian, her husband, um, who I can tell that whole story, but Brian has had an inadvertent car accident. He had everything left with his, his brain. Um, and a vet who came home fine, but got into an accident. And that um, brother, this man has embraced the coaching. He's become one of my closest friends. He's like a big brother to me. 
and get him doing a podcast where we don't even have topics yet, dude, because it doesn't even matter. Because he's the kind of guy that you can literally just sit down with and he's just going to get men to embrace talking and being open. And there's so many people and they want to do things together. And I'm making sure that we for them together. And I told them by the time they show up in Chicago, whether I'm there or not, wait until Misfit Nation and the road of Ray Ann and Brian Gardner. I am so proud. I'm so proud of that woman. I am so proud of her husband. I'm so proud of their daughter, Isabella, my little Izzy Fizzy. And it's like the, the most fitting universal part of where my story is now, bro. Every client I take out, I bring in, into the Takeover Tribe with Chris and I, one-on-ones, wow. all too fitting, are Rayanne and Brian and their daughter. So, That's so cool. as one chapter for me is closing, um, what is about to be opening with them through their own, they did it, man. They put the work in. They were already there. I just got to be a lifeguard. And now we're in the position where, dude, I'll tell you, Rayanne is the one that inspir- it inspired the F.U. Davy moment because <laughs> when she had her epiphany, I mean, just picture Rayanne, like all sunshine, rainbows, and you Davy, like, and I'm like, yeah, welcome right back. Um, and we grew and Brian had his and they, and they grew and the clients that we have in the takeover tribe and the more that are coming in, bro, to see people embrace Chris and I, the way that they do, um, it just proves the collaborative awesomeness leads to residual awesomeness. And I'm also had to give one shout out to EBW 2020, um, empowering a billion women by 2020. Um, I'm one of their ambassadors, and I'm actually one of their speakers I'm up at their global summit in Texas in November. And bro, that is that is such a big thing for me because all like the guys that are speaking, and even all the women, like they're all doctors and and like easy credentials, and I am going to be in shorts maybe a polo like you might see this boy in a polo um but probably like a, a, a i don't know man i haven't said but i'll look good but not what people are expecting and that's what they embrace and see that's what i'm proud of bro that's what i'm helping people like rayanne and brian that's what we help people realize see that was the power of la with chris and i bro i realized something super powerful not only theme phenomenally brilliant way ahead of my time because I never have to wear suits now because who the hell wears a suit at the beach when I'm with Chris? I do. I'll tell you what, man. I do. G, 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 I know you do. GQ, (laughs) like, looks good, well-dressed, pin, posed, like, resonates like, I'm awesome. We balance each other out so well, it just it just reinforces my belief. I don't have to wear suits. Um, even though if I'm doing... Now, no, there is one exception. One, if I am doing something that represents Anton J. Global, or I'm doing something with our boy Jason and Joe, 
I have to wear a pinstripe suit. Okay. <laughs> For that one exception, and nobody gets it on camera. Oh, my gosh. It's secret. It's like a secret. I um, The, the best thing about wearing a suit with Jason and Joe, I've been a part of a deep dive. <laughs> Is knowing that they're actually misfits. They they look like, yeah, like boss mode in the suits. They're like the most impeccable yeah. suits, but they're all tatted up and like yeah. <laughs> Joe's a mercenary. And I I and it's so funny. And like I'm the same way because I'm covered in tattoos. And but I love wearing yeah. a suit. It's like the, it's like the alter ego in a way. I love it. In a way, I love it. Dude, I used to love it. It is seriously, inadvertently, dude. I, I want people to know that, by the way. Now I really embrace it, but I didn't do it on purpose. It just kind of happened. And, you know, even before I met Chris, like, bro, my, my thing was the seashore. It's the beach, right? So we talk a lot about simple analogies. And I love the faces of people, especially audiences, when I come up. I wish your Wi-Fi was better. I missed everything you just said. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. It's just there's like a, you're it's just garbled. It's been happening a lot. I live uh, in the middle of nowhere, Florida. You need it. They have to have Wi-Fi. I've been to Cocoa Beach. <laughs> um, all right. Say what you were saying again, because I I know it was good, and I don't want to miss it. So I didn't do the beach thing on purpose, right? Like I didn't do like not wearing a suit on purpose. Um, right. What happened for me was while I was living in Florida, when I got into the travel industry, actually, I meet a lot of guys that are driving these really nice cars and they live in nice places. They've got great like, but they're wearing like shorts and loafers and, and polos. And I'm like, it's a hundred degrees in Florida. Why am I wearing a suit when I could be wearing that? So my outfits cost just as much as the suits do, except it's not a suit. So we have my, my fluke, right? But I love when an Aussie me come up on stage because it's it's a Kodak moment, bro. Because even if they know me, they're like, he seriously is doing this. And, like, I, I diffuse them, and we have a lot of fun. Trust me, bro, I'm fun with them all. I love having fun with them, but I love the reactions. And then I say, I usually say something like, all right, so there's an elephant in the room. Let's get him out. Um, what are you guys all drinking right now? Because you're making some very funny faces. I'm beginning to think that someone's this morning. Like, what? what's wrong with all of you? And they just start, like, cracking up. And then I start saying, like, you know, I, you know how, like, they give you, you know, what you're, you have to answer, like, hey, Davey, here's what you're going to, these are the questions you have to answer. What's your version of success and, and how long does it take you to get to success, Davey? What, what's your advice for people? Oh, it's a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm so happy. Great. So, bro, you remember the old commercials? I mean, like to the tape to the center of the T-pop. Your your like audio is audio. How about now? 
this is sucks, man. This is yes, so good. Now, use it like the audio has been now, so bad the whole time. We won't be able to use this. This sucks. You're so great. Great. Can you hear me now? It's just cutting in now, really bad, man. Um, try again. Wait. You want me to keep talking, or do you want me to find my headphones? It's not the headphones. It's your Wi-Fi. The headphones. It's your Wi-Fi. All right, then I have a solution for that. Tell me you have an antenna. Tell me you have an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> no. He said, "Tell me you have an answer." He said, "No." Hang on, I have an idea. <laughs> oh, crap. Hold on, I'm going to show you my phone. Rianne, I'm going to show you something. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see in the corner there? <laughs> Wait, let me back it up. Back it up. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's just cutting out. So there's that picture of Daniel. Can I from my phone? Huh? I have the app. What if I get from my phone? Can we do that? Yeah, you just have to have the app. I do. <laughs> this is stinks. Um, there's okay, so. Rianne, there's the picture of uh, Daniel Pruder picking me up. And this is why I have a hole in my pants right here. I'm kicking Davey out. Bye, Davey. So there, I'm bringing him back now. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Davey's back. Tell Berglin. <laughs> okay, tell the Tootsie Bop story now. You sound right, so much so better. Yeah, so the Tootsie Pop. So you remember the old commercials, dude? You remember how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Yeah, I don't like those things, but yeah. Okay, but did you ever have them when you were a kid? So you obviously did if you didn't like them. You, you know what they are, right? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I was so disappointed awesome. by the middle of it, yeah. That's really going to – I just want you to know that's really going to F up where I'm going with this. So thanks a lot, dude. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, so, So – the Tootsie Pop analogy is this. No one, when we were kids and everybody had a Tootsie Pop, I have yet to meet the person. Well, now I've met the first person that says they didn't like them. But I have yet to meet the person that would tell me that they never got to the Tootsie Roll, that they threw it out or got rid of the lollipop before they got to the Tootsie Roll, right? right. So no matter how many licks it took or bites and dental appointments, Everybody went back to the Tootsie Roll because it's the best part. And it really doesn't matter. Okay, well, everybody in the world outside of Joshua T. Berglund um, <laughs> with getting to the Tootsie Roll is the best part, right? So success is really no different. It's the same thing. It's the, it's the amount of licks are irrelevant. All that matters is that you get there and it doesn't matter how many it takes Davey or Susan or Joshua or anybody else. Everybody gets to the Tootsie Pop or another one that I love to use. You may have heard this one, you know, about peanut butter and jelly. Do you know about Jason's peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I, I I'm afraid to ask, but go awesome. ahead. 
So <laughs> the recipe for success, this is this is a fascinating, this is how I simplify things for people, dude. This is literally what I get paid for. Ready? Here come the big buck analogies. So peanut butter and jelly. You go to an event and you see somebody like Jason on stage. And Jason's phenomenal on stage, right? So you're in the audience and you're like, wow, I want to be like that guy. I I want to do what he's doing. And I, I just, I, you know what? I want to have his peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So Jason gives you his peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's crunchy peanut butter and grape jelly on white bread. And you're like, well, I like creamy peanut butter and, and I like apricot preserves and, and I like sprouted grain bread. Um, but I'm going to eat Jason's peanut butter and jelly because, well, that's what made him successful. So that'll work for me. Um, except no, it won't. Right. Why in the hell would you eat something that you don't like? So what do people like Jason and people like, like you when you're at events, dude, especially when you're like you're hosting them, what do I do? We remind people, here's the important thing. You need the bread. So bring whatever bread you like. You need the jelly. Bring whatever jelly you like. And you need the peanut butter. I don't care if you bring almond butter. No harm, no foul, right? We don't care. We don't judge. Make it your own, but use the ingredients. That is the recipe to success. Oh, that's that's freaking brilliant. Like that is... That's, that's the recipe. There you go. That's the recipe to success. And you're right because it, it. I again, I've been a part of the deep dive with Jason, and I watch what he's done. And he's not telling anyone how to act. Yep. He's basically saying, "Here's the instruction." I mean, he's teaching, but it is. It's bringing your soul, your values, your, and that's. But it's also the perfect example. For like we had a talk today, we have a different belief system, but guess what? <laughs> We're both freaking misfits. Yep. And it's like that's awesome. Celebrate, <laughs> celebrate who you are. Like I've never had like no, I don't know if how many people in Misfit Nation have the same belief system I do, and I don't care. It's it, it's not and and vice versa, and they don't care. And it's but it just goes to show you how special community and collaboration can be when everyone gets to go be their unique selves like who they were created to be and people that are unafraid to to be authentic and who are people who are unafraid to discuss and 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 and, and wrestle with their demons in public and to share it and use it to bring light and to bless other people's lives it's the most amazing thing and guess what if you were to take a profile on each and every single one of us and put them up and we did, you didn't know us, you go, they would kick the crap out of each other. Like, <laughs> they're going to fight every day. They're going to, they're going to, they're like, it, yep. it would make no sense. Yep. Because you're looking at somebody's true, authentic self. But I got to tell you, I've never felt better about a group of friends in my life because I know no matter what, they've got my back. Amen, brother. And it all happened from making that decision to start living my truth. Like I'm, I won't tell the story here, but how Jason and I connected was on his speech when he went on stage, and he was just like, "I've never heard more f bombs in my life on a stage ever, ever." That's my boy, I, I had gotten, I'd already been motivated, and I'd kind of come out and started talking about some things that I'd never talked about before. And I was like, really speaking my truth. But it's different when you're hiding behind a microphone. 
But when you're eye to eye with somebody that you're sitting there going, man, I really admire this guy. But his, what everything he said on the stage that day motivated me to be unapologetic about living and speaking my truth. And because of that, I found my tribe. Amen. Like, on the, the, like the truth the, will bring you your tribe. Yep. But if you're not living your truth and you're not speaking your truth, guess what? That tribe ain't your tribe. <laughs> it's not. Amen, brother. I Anyway. I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. No. But listen, man, I'm I'm so I'm so grateful that you came on the show. I'd love to do it again because unfortunately a lot of the audio got screwed up because I don't know the Wi-Fi thing. You sound so clear now. I'm gonna try to use it, but <laughs> I I love your energy. I love your awesome. heart for other people. I love your awesome. authentic nature and just your just your love of being you. That's amazing, man. And Thanks, it's inspiring. Bro. So I'm so grateful you came on. Thank you for having me, man. We all, you know what, bro? We all have our own ships to sail, but we can all ride the tide together. No, we can all learn from each other, too. Amen. You know? I mean, and we I all learned kind something. of have the same careers. <laughs> Every one of us. Yep. We all, and none of us directly work with each other, really. Yeah. But we collaborate, we learn, we grow. And I just, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Um, please, please share your uh, your coaching links. Will do. And your the 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 amazing nonprofit you have. Please yeah. share that link as well. Okay. Will do. Danny, we'll I love you, man. I love you too, bro. Thank you so much. In the bottom of my heart. Talk to you soon. I'll see you soon. I hope I see you in Chicago. It's up in the air right now. If if I'm needed for more of, of what our nonprofit is doing, I know you guys all understand that's where Davey needs to be because that's where Davey's needed. If not, you will see me in Chicago without a doubt. Awesome. And All I'm right, at the point now where even if I come, I'm not even going to tell anybody. I'm just going to surprise you. What now? I'm just going to surprise you guys now. I may not even tell you if I'm coming. I'm just going to surprise everybody just to see the look on Ray Ann's face alone. <laughs> I'm excited. My, my face will be excited too, man. All right, brother. <laughs> Take care. I'll talk to you Love soon. Love you. You too. See yeah, ya. Oh, man, he was great. And I'm so sorry if you guys thank you for hanging in on the interview. The audio quality was terrible um, because he lives in the middle of nowhere and he does it on purpose. It's amazing. I like I can't imagine not being around 80 million people like I love being around people, even with social anxiety. It's a really it's a huge contradiction. I get it. It's something about like I could walk in the streets of Little Italy like I love just like interacting with strangers like hey what's up talking but for some reason like if i go to one of those networking events or like the city gala or something like that i get really freaked out for some reason like i just but now if i go on stage i'm fine i don't know what that's all about like i didn't make any sense um so listen thank you guys thank you for uh joining the show today thank you for your support uh really quick so I've been telling everybody about the CBD product. Like I, I, I write about it and I'm really, I, I got to tell you something. I've slept good three nights in a row now. And this is really, so yesterday I posted something about, I, I made the decision to not have sex until I'm married. And I know I'm 39. It's too late. Cause you know, I've had three kids and you know, but I made the decision that I, let me rewind really quick. So I have, obviously I'm a man of faith, but 
there's some areas in my life that I'm shooting myself in the foot. And, and after my, my battle with my dark passenger for two months and some of the struggles that I had there, and I've shared the story. If you're new to the show, then you know you, you won't know about this, but I have borderline personality disorder and it doesn't define who I am. It's just every once in a while, it's something for me to deal with. And, and if I let it go too far, I get like, I have a dark passenger that likes to take over. But for the first time, and, and it's been years since I've had to deal with him, but I could see God out of the, like the corner of my eye the whole time. But there is the dark passenger just consuming me, consuming my thoughts with just dark, dark stuff. Sex, drugs, the bit, my past, self-defeating thoughts. I quit doing the show. It was awful. And I mean, well, I killed Born in Gratitude. This is how Gratitude Unfiltered was born, was because of that. So that's why I think that this was by design. But as I have been getting these messages through other people, like I've told you, like I had in five days, I had three different people reach out to me with messages that only God would know. And the words they said to me were things that only God would know and be able to tell them to like, what to say freaks you out sorry deal with it this is a fact and i listened like the first person i didn't i was like yeah yeah yeah, whatever but the second and the third but then came a fourth and and i i just really really stopped and started to listen to what god has to say to me because i am bad sometimes about stopping and listening it's easy to talk to God and pray and like ask for things and, and just talk, 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 talk. It's like, it's easy to do. I think a lot of us do it, right? I mean, how many of have done, how many of us have done that? Well, a lot of the instruction that I've been getting is to surrender and chill out. Listen, stop and listen, ask a question and just wait. So, one of those areas of my life was sex because, and I've been in a relationship for five years. I could justify it all day long about why I'm not, you know, like why it's okay for me to have sex outside of marriage. I could justify it all day long. I could, we could technically we're common law married. I could say that, but the truth is that along with some of the other visions that I've been getting, that one keeps coming up for me about, and, and it's forced me to sit and think about what blessings I'm being withheld from. And I think about the areas of my life. Like when I'm angry, makes me horny. Um, when I'm sad, I get horny. When I'm happy, I get horny. When I, when I like, it, it's all the time, right? Sex for me is every first instinct. It's like, even if I'm like raging, I want to, instead of going to cry, I want to act out sexually. And it could be normal sex or it could be whatever. But truthfully, it's it's something for me that is a is a is a blanket. It's a it's 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 the thing that I can go to. It's always the thing to make me feel better or disguise something as this is going to help you feel better. And it can get dark. 
or it can be normal. But the fact is that it's an area of my life that I'm not in, in, in integrity with. And that's really odd to say because I'm a borderline pervert. I've, you know, I mean, you think about anyone that is, that has mixed sex and drugs together, um, things go pretty far. So what my mind remembers and the flashes that I get are not healthy by any means. And I keep getting these messages and I just made the decision last night. And I got to tell you, when I woke up this morning, it wasn't awesome. Because <laughs> the CBD product that I'm taking is like making me feel like I'm a horny teenager again. I didn't know CBD did that. I know that CBD kind of resets some things in your life. Like this is the product I'm talking about. And I've been taking it for three days. I'm sleeping great. And at the gym, I feel strong. I like, it's like all of these amazing things, but <laughs> I'm like a horny teenager now, which is really, really bad for somebody that a just decided that he's going to stop having sex. And two, it's like, now I'm like, okay, good. So am I allowed to masturbate? <laughs> Is that part of it? Like, what am I supposed to do? So I mean, it's something I'm praying about, but like, I, I, I may go to the gym three times a day now because that's what I, that may be the thing to do, but like, I'm really, really trying. Like, if you knew, if you knew, I'm asking you and answer the question, please. But if you knew that there was this amazing gift for you just over that hill, but you have to eliminate things that you love to get there, would you do it? The comments are super slow today, but like, would you do it if you knew and you've been, and, and, and think about it, you've been through, you've been homeless, you've been in jail, you've been broke, you've, you know, like life has been super challenging for you. And, you know, you kind of think you know why, but you're not really sure. And then all of a sudden you get a message that says, listen, your journey is about to go places that you've never in your life dreamed of. And you've dreamt big. Right on the other side of that hill is the most amazing, spectacular life that you've ever dreamed of. But you need to eliminate this X, whatever you eliminate it from your life. And even though you don't want to, and it doesn't sound good, and it sounds like it's going to suck and all of that stuff, would you do it? For me, I've spent my entire life ignoring those messages. And guess what? I've fallen short of what I'm capable of every time I've done that.
I've been a tremendous success in business and a tremendous failure. Um, I've had, I think about all the time, like where <laughs> I think that, you know, that, that time in college when I had the opportunity to announce, um, you know, cheerleading competitions and like they love my voice and they love my energy on the mic. And I had that talent scout call me and, and I was on acid. I didn't know he was calling, but he called. I'm on acid tripping out thinking, oh my gosh, I sound like an idiot. I got to get off the phone. Blew that opportunity up. And I think about my years of frustration that happened in that, in that time of just failure and, and failed relationships and, and, and failed business. And, fa you know, like I think about all that and like how it could have been avoided. And so I've been in a committed relationship for five years. Well, yeah. Um, but I feel led to do this and I feel like that it's the right thing to do. And one of the things that I do for people is I, I'm a luminary. Do you know what a luminary is? A luminary is kind of like a coach, but I'm an advisor. It's kind of like a consultant um, where I'm helping people in business and their personal life. And for a lot of the people that I, I do this for, they're like business and personal life is the same thing. You know, it all mixes together. And as an advisor, I think about all the time like, like, what are the, what are the words that I would say? What would I advise if somebody is in my exact same situation? And the things that I would advise and stand behind, I couldn't do in integrity. And that is why I made the decision. And and it's also I'm, I know that I'm going to learn a lot about my relationship with God through this process. It's not going to be easy. I know it's not going to be easy. I may have to take up five new hobbies, but that's why I did it. So I know that was a weird, <laughs> how that ties in with CBD, basically that I feel amazing and virile <laughs> because of this product and I've got, you know, no way to release. I think I can say that. That's appropriate, right? You can say that. I can say that. Yeah, I can say it. Anyway, um, so thank you. So again, shout out to Anton J. Um, thank you guys so much. Antonj.com. It's A-N-T-O-N-J-A-E.com slash growth. Check out that. Um, Hempworks, thank you guys for the support. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And of course, livemanaworldwide.com. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the likes. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for your support. Uh, if you've not liked this page, please do. Radio audience, you can check out us over at facebook.com slash gratitudeunfiltered. I love you all. Have an amazing night and thank you for your support. Bye-bye.